Window World is proud to present Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Simply the best for less at windowskansascity.com. When I posted on X that nobody was watching the GOP debate and Vivek Ramaswamy was winning the internet and everybody would be talking about Vivek, gosh, I'm just not that good a poster on X. I was absolutely right. The numbers are stunning. We're going to do just a little bit of politics here at the start, then we'll move on to a sports-heavy podcast. Welcome to KKHI. Thanks for joining us on this Friday, and we're wishing you a very good weekend. You want to talk about a ratings plummet for Republican debates. 71% was the drop in the debate on Wednesday night. Hey, listen, I kind of gauge what it is that I'm doing, and if I'd kind of forgotten there was a debate going on and that the CMA awards were on and other things were happening— you knew that a lot of Americans were going to forget about it, and this was just crazy. Only 6 million people watched that thing on NBC, which has tremendous access. It's an essentially free TV all over the country. If you have one of those little $5 antennas on the back of your television, you can get this thing anywhere, absolutely free, on any platform, and only 6 million people watched, which is fewer than watched Missouri play football last Saturday afternoon. Now, think about that. The Missouri Tigers up against what? Eight other games last Saturday afternoon, eight other college games had more viewers watch them play against Georgia than the GOP debate in prime time on Wednesday night on NBC network television. The ratings plunge was so dramatic. It's the lowest number ever for a debate of any kind. It went from 13 million earlier this year on Fox, the GOP debate down to 6 million, but the staggering number here is what it is versus a Donald Trump debate. The last Donald Trump primary debate was 24 million. So let me, <laughs> you got to love this. Let me state this very clearly, okay? If Donald Trump had been on that stage debating, it would have had four times as many viewers. There would have been maybe more, maybe five times. There could have been 30 million people watching. I mean, this is just shocking what's happening in the Republican Party that is not Trump. And look, I'm not saying there aren't good people there and good candidates. Vivek Ramaswamy saying all the things that America needs to hear, but I don't think he's electable at this point. I think he's got a likability problem. I think he's probably seen as uh, too young and too much of a know-it-all. Ron DeSantis, I think, would be a fine president, but he's not a great candidate. He's stiff. His smile is fake. He's just not a natural politician. That doesn't mean he wouldn't be a great president, because I think DeSantis could be a great president. But when these things are happening, it makes you wonder what's going on around the country. And we've had some interesting things happen. On Thursday, Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia, says he's out. He's not going to run for re-election in the Senate in West Virginia because he knows he's going to lose. That's the main reason. The second reason, he says, he's going to travel the country, which means he's headed for one early voting and one swing state after another. And he says he's going to think about what his future is. Well, I think the future is this thing you haven't heard anything about for several months now, and that is the no labels party. Hey, listen, if we're about to get a ballot with five names on it, you ain't beating Trump. I'm going to tell you right now, you're not beating Donald Trump. If we've got Joe Biden, Joe Manchin, Cornell West, RFK Jr., and Donald Trump all on the presidential ballot as independents, Green Party, Democrat, Republican, no labels. If that's what we have, if that's what we're looking at, who's going to beat Trump? There is no question Donald Trump has the largest core of rabid supporters of any politician, probably in my lifetime, where they're just locked in on this candidate. Like he's beating Ron DeSantis in Florida right now. Floridians love what Ron DeSantis has done for their state, and Donald Trump is beating him there. There is an affection for Trump that does not exist with anyone else. It's a little bit like Swifties. That's your girl. Don't talk to me about anybody else. I don't want to hear about Deep Low or country music or some other genre or a rapper. It's Taylor Swift. And Donald Trump has that. He doesn't have enough of that to win the presidency on its own. But if you start mucking this thing up with five candidates, how are you going to stop Trump? Because we know he's got, what, 36 37% of Americans just love the guy? Another 10 or 12 are along for the ride because they're Republicans and they don't want to vote for the other party? But if you've got over a third of the country that just, they'll run through a brick wall for you 
and you've got five people in an election, how do you not win? I, 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 I'm sorry. So I welcome Joe Manchin in the race. I'm using common sense. I'm not looking at polling, not looking at any of these other things. Joe Manchin wants to play the middle, and he thinks the middle is enough. He thinks the message of Biden's extreme left, Trump is extreme right, vote for me. They think the middle is enough. Now, RFK is off, obviously siphoning off some Republican votes because of his stances against the vaccine. But really, most of his other policies, other than free speech and vaccines, are very liberal. And we'll see. I do think the Republican Party is getting much more liberal socially than it's ever been. I think we've all moved in that direction. I don't know very many Republicans that care if you're gay or even what church you belong to. They don't want to force their religion on you. If you're Christian, you really don't care if somebody's Jewish. It's not something you lay in bed at night worried about. I think we're moving to the uh, a little more socially acceptable uh, stances on some things. Abortion not being one of them. We're not getting into that today. We know what a problem that is for the party. But Joe Manchin says he's he's going to go travel the country, which is translation to me. He's going to run. I just don't think there's any question about it. So it all comes down to Trump as we look at the ratings for the GOP. We watch Joe Biden falling down. We watch all these silly things happening politically in this country. And then we watch Republicans lose one election after another. Well, there could be a lot of a, a lot of effect out there of people that just say, listen, Trump's not on the ballot. We know he brought in 15 million new voters to the party. We know this. Those people apparently don't vote in off years, or I think they'll come out in the primary for Trump. We just saw what happened in Virginia and Ohio and all these other things locally here. Trump's not running, so those people stayed home. There is no excitement to go vote if Trump is not there. There is no excitement to watch a debate if Trump is not there. The debate ratings the day after the election are a complete and utter reflection of why Republicans are losing. Ronna McDaniel is to blame. She's the chair of the, uh, the party, of the Republican Party. And now people in all corners are starting to blame her for the low ratings, the botched decision to put it on NBC, and have liberal commentators asking the questions. Ronna McDaniel is under fire. And she had a heck of a fight with Vivek after the debate. Apparently a lot of people could hear, hear her during the debate heckling Vivek, that he's a fraud and calling him names, and cheering for Nikki Haley. That's the chairperson of the party rooting for and against people in her party on stage at the debate. Ronna McDaniel needs to go. She's terrible. She needs to go. I don't know how much difference it makes. I really don't. I don't know about the chairperson. Um, the dude from Wisconsin, uh, Reince, Reince Priebus, did a great job, I thought, when he ran the thing. He got Trump in office or was working when Trump got in office. Doesn't matter. It goes on your scorecard. And these are important things. And we've got a year out, and I think a change would do some good. I, I, think, I think the party needs to be open to not fighting against Donald Trump. And one of the real things that Vivek brought out was we literally have people in the Republican Party rooting for losses. He said, we had people yesterday in elections around the country rooting to lose so they could say, see, Trump candidates don't win. And that is a broken party. And that needs somebody really strong at the top. And I don't know how, when he's got all these built-in votes, you know, I think Vivek's playing it right. He's obviously a, a big Trump fan and has played that right. I don't think DeSantis should have run this time. I think he's hurt his brand. I think he's hurt himself for the future. I think this was a complete waste of time unless it was a dress rehearsal. So we'll see. But I think they're coming after Ron McDaniel right now. And I have no problem if Ron McDaniel is fired or quits and is out of there because this debate was a debacle and her running this party is a debacle and trying to put these candidates out there without Donald Trump there is a debacle. It makes no sense whatsoever when Trump is leading so largely in the polls. Now, you ask yourself why Trump has this whammy on so many of us because I'm included. And it's pretty easy to see in many things. Some of them are the trials, the arrests and the trials. You know, they've got straight out of Fulton, Shirts they sell in Atlanta now that a lot of black people in Atlanta are wearing. It's the mugshot photo of Trump on a T-shirt. They sketch in behind bars and they put chains around his neck and things like that. And they're instead of straight out of Compton, it's straight out of Fulton, which is Fulton County, which is where Atlanta is. And he's seen sort of as a martyr or a hero 
or somebody that's being picked on by a justice system that many Americans believe has been unfair and unequal since day one. Andrew Cuomo, the disgraced governor of New York, has nothing left to do now except tell the truth. Honestly, there's nothing. There's, I don't know what's left for the guy. Can he resurrect his career? I, I doubt it. He botched COVID badly. He had the, the incident in the office. He's got pushed out. Of, it's, Cuomo's reputation is not great. But I think he's at a point now where he's like, I don't have to repeat the Democrat talking points. And so he's on a podcast this week, and, and they're, they're having this discussion of why Trump is so popular. And Cuomo gets into it with the host, who's talking about the case in New York, and Trump should be locked up, and he shouldn't be allowed to do business in New York. And Cuomo's like, dude, you got it all wrong. Okay? 70, this, is, this is Cuomo. 76% of Americans don't agree on the color of the flag, but 76% of American people agree that the indictment of Trump is politically motivated. That is a powerful statement from what was once thought to be the top Democrat in the country and the next presidential candidate, Andrew Cuomo. 76% of the people don't agree on what color the flag is, but most of America agree that Democrats are going after Trump with these silly lawsuits and court dealings because they don't want him to win. But they've seen it. America's seen this for almost a decade now they've been after Donald Trump. They've gone after him since he came down the elevator. That's all they've done is come after him. He hasn't hurt anyone. He did good things for Jewish people. He did good things for black Americans. He did good things for Hispanic Americans. He did good things for low-income Americans. He did good things for rich Americans. I'm trying to find the Americans he hurt. If you are an abortion freak, he pissed you off badly. He put people on the Supreme Court that overturned Roe versus Wade. Did that hurt you? Did that really change your life? Did that affect your life? Or is it just in your head? Because such a small number of people are affected by these abortion laws. It's a tiny fraction of the country. It is a fringe political point. It's really a fringe issue. That's what it is. Abortion is a fringe issue. It's a very small number of people that are really affected by this. But people go crazy over it. So did Trump hurt you there? I guess, maybe. And maybe if you're Palestinian, you're not happy with the guy because the Abraham Accords and things. But we had peace. We didn't start wars. We weren't overspending. We didn't have any of that. And I think people know it. And they're like, oh, you want to take this guy, the, the state that he built, the buildings he built and the resorts that he built in the state of New York, you want to take his business out of New York and fine him $250 million for what? And then people say, well, it was a form he filled out that overinflated his value. And they're like, for, uh, what kind of form? A loan form. Did they loan him the money? Yeah. Did he pay it back? Yeah. What are we doing? So Cuomo's pointing out, look, you're wrong and Democrats are wrong. And he suggested, he inferred, he did not say this. This is the inference I took from watching it. He inferred that black voters who now say 22% of them are going to vote for Trump. He's inferring that black voters are identifying with being targeted by a corrupt system. They see the federal government, the Department of Justice, and everything on down to their local cop on the street corner as being corrupt and targeting certain people in this country. Well... For a lot of us conservative white Americans that didn't believe black people all these years, can we believe now that the system is at least capable of targeting people if it chooses? I believe it can target people if it chooses. I still don't believe it goes out of its way to target black people or any group like that, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that black people haven't been targeted. Are they more likely to be pulled over? Are they more likely if they're running to be thought they're a suspect? Are they treated differently upon a stop? I, I, I'm not an expert in any of that. I'll listen to that all day long. But I can absolutely tell you as fact now that our system, our Department of Justice, all the way down to the local beat cop on your street corner is capable of being corrupt and targeting someone in this country. They were using tanks yesterday. The military, the National Guard, the FBI, and tanks in a small town to find a J6 protester that had been outed by USA Today. They got a tip on where this person was and they mobilized and they were using tanks, scaring the hell out of all the residents. That's militarizing your government to go find a J6 protester. This is unbelievable. His offense apparently 
was spraying mace or some sort of spray in the air that hit nobody, by the way, but he was pointed toward Capitol Police that were like 20 feet away and the spray wouldn't reach him. He was just spraying it. He activated the canister. So this is a felony. I'm not sure this dude ever went in. He was outside with like a can of mace or something and sprayed it and they want to go get him. And they were using tanks to do it. What kind of fun would it be to sit back and watch Trump as president and have him weaponize the government against Democrats? Just pause for a second. Can you imagine targeting or having a complete and total investigation about the alleged former chef at the White House that drowned at Obama's place when Obama wasn't home? Oh, and then he was home? And then it was like, who called the police? We don't know. Why was he there? Why was Obama there? Why was the former White House chef there? Was Michelle there? Can we imagine this? What's going on here? Was this a gay lover? Was it a make good? Was it I owe you something? We were trying to keep your mouth shut about something. Is there, I mean, there's so many suspicious things about what happened at Obama's compound with that guy that drowned. And so many questions around it. Nobody's talking about that because it's Obama. He's untouchable. The right's too busy right now looking into that. But could you imagine if Trump became president, going really weaponizing the DOJ and going after these people maybe as war criminals? How about going after Joe Biden and Obama as war criminals? Trump spent four years in office with no wars. None. He's the only president of our lifetime that's done that. He's the only non-war president of our lifetime that has not started a conflict or done something. He's the only one. I, why not go after Obama and Joe Biden as war criminals? Mobilize the DOJ. That's what they would do. They can't do that to Trump because he's not a war criminal. He was a peace president. And he should be running on that. By the way, as he runs, as his election goes on, it should be peace and prosperity. Peace and prosperity. That's all you had. The stock market was up. Your wages were your real wages were up. We had low interest rates. You could afford a house. We were at peace with the world. Nobody attacked us. We weren't involved in these things. We got out of places. Peace and prosperity. Very interesting. All right, on to sports. It'll be brought to you today by Aminis Galleria, online at aminis.com. This is Aminis, 105th and Metcalf in Overland Park. And they've got a great outdoor furniture tent sale going on right now, but you know what they're really great about. Maybe you ought to do this for your holiday this year. You want a great Christmas present? How about you give yourself a pinball machine or golden tea or that jukebox over in the corner you always wanted. They got all that cool stuff at Aminis, 105th and Metcalf in Overland Park. They also have great indoor rugs, furniture, things of that nature. Mention the podcast when you go there. They'll treat you like family at Aminis, 105th and Metcalf. Same thing at bstock.net. They've got the 85-inch TV right now, half price. It's a Samsung QLED smart TV, half price, just $8.99 for the 85-incher. These are new items. These are new items. They're overstocked with them right now at bstock.net. If you go there and you want them to deliver it to your house, They'll do that for a very low price, almost giveaway. Depends on where you live. I mean, if you live two hours away, it's going to cost more than if you live in Olathe near the warehouse. Um, they might just deliver it free if you're really, really close. You just ask them. That You'd be amazed what they will do for KKHI customers. Okay? And I explain this to people all the time. Their main business is online nationwide. So this really is an outlet store in Kansas City. Most of the products they sell, they ship nationwide on the internet. But some items are big, like 85-inch TVs, and they, it doesn't make any sense to ship those things. They want to sell them locally, come and get them, and so they got to go. These items just got to go. 85-inch TVs, they do not want them in their warehouse. Come get them. They're giving away at half price. Bstock.net, 14680 South Flaming Road. Really cool stuff. And it's a great weekend to take a look, maybe, and kick the tires on a new vehicle at Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC in Excelsior Springs. The reason why? Well, the Chiefs don't play. That's one thing. The college football slate isn't great. I mean, we kind of expect KU and K-State to roll, right? Missouri's got a tussle on their hands. More on that in just a bit. But it's a good weekend to get out. Weather should be nice. Roberts Robinson. Maybe on Friday afternoon, you go hit it up and check out the inventory. Or at least log on to robertsrobinson.com and see what they have in inventory. But don't despair. If you don't see what you want there, like they've had the strike going on in Wentzville, so they don't have, last time I looked, they don't have any GMC Canyons in stock because they stopped making them. 
But you can certainly order one exactly like you like it. You can get the AT4, the Denali version. Just call Tim Trader at 816-826-1563 and say, here's what I'm looking for. Can you get it for me or can we build it? And they'll take care of it. And you get a lifetime warranty absolutely free with every new vehicle. RobertsRobinson.com. Okay, here we go into sports. And I'll play a little clip here from Danny Klinkscale. He was on our patron podcast on Thursday. I love having Danny on. We do what we call Between the Lines 2.0. And it's enjoyable to do. We talk mostly sports, but it's enjoyable. And it harkens back to the day when we spent 20-some years on the radio uh, with, I'll beat Trump for a second, with whopping ratings that they would kill for today that they simply do not get, which is kind of fun, as we have 47,000 subscribers to this podcast now, which is bigger than a, almost half the radio stations and what their audiences would be. So we're thrilled to have that with the podcast. It's uh, just been a great venture. But we I love working with Danny. And if you're a patron, you get this every week and it's fun. And we talk about issues in sports and, and different discussions. We got into the Michigan cheating scandal in depth yesterday. And then we talked a little bit about Lance Leipold. KU plays tech. It's a three and a half point line. This is my play of the week. I like Kansas to cover that number at minus three and a half against a tech team that's been terrible on the road and a KU team that is just very well coached. I think they win this game by 14. So I'm on Kansas. We won't break the game down here for you, but we did talk a little bit about Lance Leipold and the report out of Michigan this week that he interviewed for a job at Michigan State, which I don't believe is the case. I think that's a false report. I don't think any coach interviews for anything in season. Michigan State may have contacted Leipold's agent and said, would he be interested? And the agent may have sent back, hey, we'll listen at the end of the year. True. So Leipold puts a statement out that he's happy at Kansas, the whole deal. And Danny and I uh, had a little discussion about how hard it would be, as I think it would be really hard to turn down Michigan. I think it would be kind of hard to turn down Michigan State, but I think it would be really hard to turn down Michigan. Here's Danny's thoughts. I probably don't think it's as hard as you think because I think that, uh, you know, first of all, he's an o- older coach. He's about Bill Self's age. And he's coached for a long time to get to this point. He's done an unbelievable job at a place where they're going to treasure the fact that they're winning football games. There isn't a tremendous amount of pressure there. They're going to pay him close to what he he could make somewhere else. Now, Michigan is obviously potentially a slightly a different kettle of fish. Uh, He's a Midwestern guy, but I just kind of get the sense that maybe he's bought in enough that he might want to just say, hey, this is it. Now, I'm not saying that I'm going to what we talked about before, eat my hat that if, if he heads elsewhere, but, uh, I, I think they've got it. I think they've got it more than, more than good chance of keeping him around. I do. I think there's a 90% chance. This is the last season that he and Andy Kotelnicki work together and they've been together an awful long time as head coach and offensive coordinator. And I think he knows that. I think he also knows that if there was a time to go, I mean, my God, if Michigan calls, how do you, how do you not go to Michigan? And you're basically handing your buddy that's been so good for 15 years with you, you're handing him the head coaching job at KU. And that's just a no-brainer. They don't even need to do an interview if Leipold leaves. Kotelnik, he's the head coach. That's just done. So there might be some good in this for everyone is maybe the way he's looking at it. That's, you know, I try to think, okay, what's everybody processing? What are they thinking? Leipold stays. I think he loses Kotelnik this year. I think he gets hired somewhere else, a smaller school to be a head coach, but gets a chance to go on his own. I think all those are definite possibilities. I am in no way saying that Kansas is is in the you know is in the clear as far as keeping Lance Leipold, but I guess I'm just a little bit more optimistic than you about the potential for that. Yep. All right, there you go. And again, if you want to become a patron, just go to kksissues.com. You can hear the entire podcast with Danny yesterday, talking about a wide variety of subjects. We do it every week. It's one of our three or so patron podcasts we do every week, and then of course the newsletter is sent to all the patrons every weekend. We'd love to have you join the patrons. Go to kkhasissues.com on your computer, your laptop, your tablet. It's easier than on your phone to sign up. It takes less than five minutes. It's only $5 a month. We'd love, You can pay more. If you want to donate more to keeping this media company in business and keep us going and do some great charitable work in and around Kansas City and the holidays are coming up, we'd love to use the patron program for that as well. If you'd like to be involved in that and get the premium content, sign right up, kkhasissues.com. Missouri Tigers have the big game of the weekend. They're hosting Tennessee, and really they're 
their season. They've got some injuries they're dealing with. You know, Burden's been dinged up. It's going to be tough. They've played Tennessee twice here with Eli as the coach, and they haven't held Tennessee under 60. I think Tennessee scored 62 and 66 against Missouri. Tennessee's the fastest team in the country, and I don't mean like the Dolphins fast. They're not the fastest on-field team in the country, but they play faster than anyone else. Their average time of snapping a play is less than any team in the country. They just go, 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 go. And it has given Missouri real problems. So will this be different this year? Will Missouri find a way against this fast-paced Josh Heupel offense to slow them down? And I think that's the key to this game. Missouri's a different beast this year than they've been the last two years. I expect them to slow Tennessee down. And I think your goal would be to keep Tennessee in the 30s. If they keep them in the 30s, Tennessee's no great shakes defensively. Missouri's got some firepower. Missouri could be able to run the ball well here and move some clock, run some clock, keep their defense on the field. That's very important as well. I think that's the key to the game. That This game could be the key to the season. Look, Missouri has three games left. And while they've been great to this point and we're happy with the season and see the progress in the program, it is not unthinkable they'd lose all three of their last games. I don't think they will. I think they have a much better chance of winning all three than losing all three. I, look, Arkansas isn't very good, so I, I should probably scratch that one off, but it's a road game. You can't really know. Arkansas played with Alabama for quite a while this year. May, so maybe. But the season now, it's clear, will be defined. We will remember the Missouri Tigers this year based on the final record. Does it double-digit wins? Do they go to a great bowl game, play somebody high profile and beat them? This is what we're going to judge Missouri's year on as, as it appears right now. And the key to all of that is beating Tennessee and Florida at home. And I'm sorry, if you're Missouri and you can get to 10 wins and you beat Tennessee and Florida at home, you've had a hell of a year. And that is all on the table for the Tigers. And it starts with this week's game against Tennessee. K-State's game looks too easy against Baylor. Baylor is not good. Kansas State's last two home games, they played better opponents and won 41 to 3 and 41 to nothing. I expect Kansas State to bomb Baylor. I don't think Baylor will move the ball. They're pedestrian everywhere. I've heard some people say they're, you know, just average at every position. No, they're below average in the Big 12 at every position. Because of the the 12 teams in this league, not the new teams. They've got the worst talent. They're the worst team. I think Kansas State should just flat out roll here. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time dissecting this one. K-State's season will be defined. This sounds strange for K-State. K-State's season will then be defined by their game at Kansas next week. And if they go and beat Kansas, K-State's looking at the probability of a 9-3 and regular season, the possibility of 10-3 and with a bowl game. That's pretty good. A couple of fun Chief stats for you. Andy Reid has 130 wins as the coach of the Eagles. That is tops in the Eagles franchise history. When the Chiefs play the Eagles next Monday, a week from Monday, nine days from now, 10 days from now, he could become the winningest coach in Chiefs history by beating the Eagles. How cool is that? Andy Reid is tied with Hank Stram right now at 124. It's pretty clear Andy Reid is going to have more wins as the Chiefs coach than the Eagles coach, and he's going to hold the record for both franchises. That is cool. There's also a cool Patrick Mahomes stat out this week. This is Mahomes versus the other 31 starting quarterbacks. Now, keep in mind, Aaron Rodgers is out. Stafford is out. There's some players that are some quarterbacks are out. Tom Brady retired. There's some quarterbacks out, but the other 31 quarterbacks on their depth chart right now, the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, this is Mahomes versus the other 31. 50 touchdown seasons, one to zero. MVP awards. Mahomes has two. The other 31 quarterbacks have one. Super Bowl trophies. Mahomes has two. The other 31 quarterbacks have two. And Super Bowl MVPs. Mahomes has two. The other 31 starting quarterbacks have zero. That's just remarkable. Chiefs are in good position. They're in the bye week, and they will get back to work apparently on Sunday night or Monday to get ready for the Eagles a week from Monday on Monday night football at Arrowhead Stadium. From the state of Kansas, the numbers are in on sports betting in Kansas. Kansas is now number eight in America in sports betting. $1.3 billion was wagered in Kansas on sports betting. That averages out to $601.53 per adult in the state of Kansas wagered. 
Well, they took Nevada out of this poll and said, we can't calculate how much is tourists. Okay, Kansas is eighth in the country for a reason. It's because of the borders. I mean, money is just flooding in from Missouri every week as Missourians living in Kansas City drive across the state line, get on their app and place their bets. That's going on like crazy. And people are going to the Sportsbook at Hollywood Casino that live in Missouri. I've been there. I've seen the license plates. It's pouring in from Missouri. And you know how long it takes to drive from one end of Kansas to the other on I-70? It takes a long time. I don't know anybody who leaves Colorado. I'm not even sure your car can do it. And gets to Missouri without stopping. I don't think there's a car that can make that stretch. My bladder can't make that stretch. And truck drivers don't like it. It's one of the biggest trucking routes in America. You know what truck drivers have? They have the betting apps. It's entertainment for them. They have satellite radio. They listen to games. They work odd schedules. Truckers bet on sports. So I'm on the MGM app. If I'm a trucker and I'm driving through Kansas and I stop in Salina for fuel and a little rest, I'm putting my bets in. That counts in Kansas. You're in Kansas. Like geography matters. This is a big state. It takes a long time to get through Kansas. And thousands and thousands and thousands of people every day are traveling through Kansas. It doesn't mean they're stopping here, but they spend money here. They've been stopping at, at truck stops and gas stations and buying things and fixing cars and getting tires and doing all that stuff since day one, since we had covered wagons, they were doing that. And Kansas has found ways to capitalize on that. Not enough. I think they should, if, if you really want to raise money in Kansas, you should charge, be charging for some toll, more toll roads for non-Kansans. That'd be kind of cool. How about an Amazon tax in Kansas? If you're trucking Amazon products through Kansas, we're going to tax you. What would be wrong with that? <laughs> I'm for it. Uh, the state of Kansas did $1.3 billion. Get this. How much do you think the state of Kansas made off of $1.3 billion in sports wagering? The state coffers got $6 million is all. That's a bad deal, Kansas signed. Now, part of this is the local teams have been covering like crazy. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl. KU's gotten good in football. They're winning every bet. Everybody I know is getting ready to cash their KU season total bets. Everybody was all over Kansas season total this year. So there's a lot of local winning for the bettors and not the sports books, but kind of cool. It's a 176% increase nationwide in sports gambling since 2020. In just two and a half years, it has increased 176%. In the first six months of this year nationwide, $59 billion was bet on sports in the United States, and it is not slowing down. Lee Sterling's getting ready to join us with his picks for the week, brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging online at medimageks.com. See what's inside. Why wait for your scan, whether it's an MRI or a CT scan, or you just want to get a plaque score with a heart scan. Medimageks.com. Fry Orthodontics with 14 locations, including Lawrence now, gives you a smile for life with Invisalign or braces, always the same price at Fry Orthodontics, where your smile is just the start. And Ideal Health KC, this is regenerative medicine. Use your body's tissue to feel better. Or examine the possibilities of PRP blood spinning and see what it may do for you. Consult with Dr. Kip Van Camp and find out if you feel better, if your joints don't ache, or if you just have more energy by trying this. IdealHealthKC.com, 913-745-5300. All of our sponsors are up and running at the kklist.com. Folks, if you'd like to support great Republican, conservative, great American patriotic businesses, we've compiled a bunch of them for you in a lot of different categories at thekklist.com. If you would like to list your business on there, just click the button, join the list. We'd love to put your conservative business on there and help all of our listeners find great conservative businesses for products and services at thekklist.com. Here we go. Lee Sterling's up. Uh-oh. He owes me $100 in something coming from Florida, seafood or something else, because the Chiefs beat the Dolphins. This is going to be fun with Lee Sterling on KKHI. Hit it. The KK Has Issues Conversation is presented by Buck Roofing, online at rbuckroofing.com. Sleep well knowing Buck Roofing fixed the roof over your head. Oh, it's that time of week. We get to head into the weekend and get ready for all the big plays in college and pro football. We don't very often look backwards, but this week's just a little different as our, you know, Sultan of South Beach, Lee Sterling, joins us now after the Chiefs, well, they held on against the Dolphins. It's about the only way you can say it. 
And we're going to get into a great special as this week. He has two big plays coming up. But, Lee, how you doing, man? I mean, um, I feel terrible for your Dolphins, but, boy, the Chiefs are yep. fat and happy. Travis Kelsey's vacationing in Argentina with Taylor Swift. Uh, Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is at the Met Ball. We got all our players scattered all over the world. And, well, the Dolphins are licking their wounds. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm pretty good. Not great. <laughs> it would have been great if we won that game. So, that's a measuring stick, and you like to make. You get tired, you know, playing like the Raiders and you know these lower level teams and beating up on them doesn't really prove much. We've gone up against three good teams and couldn't get the job done. So we're getting close. I don't know if we can do it by the end of the year. So uh, usually got to pay your dues in the NFL. You've been through it. Your first year, you usually don't come out of nowhere and all of a sudden win it. So we're close. We got the talent. You know, that, that, that fumble was the killer. I mean, you're down 14 nothing. That uh, fumble that goes for a touchdown, down 21 nothing, And they fought, but uh, just didn't have enough. It's the first time you and I have ever wagered head-to-head, so I'm, I'm yep. going to be sportsman-like here and offer you the opportunity to do, do double or nothing this weekend if you would like to select. No, no, I want to pay it off. I want to give you a nice treat somewhere. you got to think about where you'd like to eat uh, and – I'll send it over, or, you know, who knows? Anything from South Florida uh, that you can't get there. We can't send sunshine. So, um, oh, got a lot yeah. of it here. Yeah. <laughs> well, we get a lot of sunshine, but here in a few weeks, it's going to be cold sunshine. So, that's not going to be a good thing, right. but whatever. I'm going to leave it up to you, brother. Now, I don't think it's up to no, me. No, no, no. You got to think about it. You got you to think about it. You, know, we talk you might seafood. want, you know, you key lime pie. Can you, can, uh, well, we talked about seafood. Jessica loves seafood. I was yep. betting for her. You got, I mean, she loves, um, okay. I'm trying to think of the name of the place that she loves. It, Joe's? It, uh, Joe's no, Stone Crab? No, I, it, it is a Stone Crab. Is, is, is there a Crabby Bills or something near Tampa? Something like some, something Billy's, I, I think know. it's in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, I, don't, I, I yeah, forget so. what it's called, but it doesn't have to be that. Whatever, whatever you like, man, whatever it is that yeah, you like. Yeah, the only problem is sometimes, you know, you send seafood and it gets there, the, you know, a day or two later and it's, you know, just not quite the same. Okay. So. We'll come up with something. You and I will talk during the week, and uh, we'll take care of that so you can you know, feel good about your win. And, uh, you know, hopefully my team after the break comes back strong. You know what she really likes to squeeze into her Tito's? She likes to What's squeeze that? oranges into her tweet- Tito's. Oh, oranges. We got we got plenty of oranges. We can send you oranges. That's easy. <laughs> no, that's easy. Yeah. That's, okay. She drinks Tito's okay. and water and, and a slice of an orange she squeezes in there to give it a little flavor. How about grapefruit? You like grapefruits? I don't know if she's into grapefruit. I've never seen her eat a grapefruit or oh. use it with a drink. So oh, I'd... just put a little sugar on top. Oh, cut yeah. Cut it in half. Put some sugar. Oh, oh my parents oh, did that, that when I was a kid. So. We used to eat grapefruits all the time. Yeah, no, it's very good. Okay. Yeah, very good. Yeah. So, uh, all right. All I right. think we're getting close. <laughs> okay, before we get to the games, let's talk about what you got going on this weekend. You have never done this before. You do when you do nope. forty unit selections or higher, your scale goes to fifty. You've never had two in one weekend. You have one Saturday in college nope. football, one Sunday in the pros, and you're offering up for non-subscribers to just sign on this weekend and get those. This is the first time you've done anything like this. Yeah, and and I mean, we only had two forty to fifty unit plays this year since we went to ten to fifty unit rating system. We've never had two in the same weekend. So we're 62 and 20 documented. You go on the website, paramountsports.com, look under recent results. You can see every game I've given my clients uh, for the last five years and uh, feel real good about both. They're not, if you're looking for, you know, Penn State, Michigan, probably not going to be the case. So, uh, and, and the NFL, trust me, it's, uh, it's not Baltimore, Cleveland, but yeah. uh, some games that I just think were the matchup. Sometimes just how one team, is playing and how they match up against the other. And I saw it on Monday. I mean, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, wow, let's go with it. And the lines are slowly, slowly starting to creep, creep up. So anyone wants to get involved first time ever, you normally have to be a monthly or season subscriber. You can get the game on college, 40 to 50 unit play and the one on Sunday, plus five other big college and NFL selections, seven selections total. Just $117. It's an instant download. So you don't have to call me on Saturday morning or Sunday morning. You're ready to go right now. You can go to the casino and bet it. It's legal here in Florida. So we're, we're live right now on the Hard Rock app. So, uh, they, they're, uh, able to do it on the, uh, on the uh, Mikasuki, their Indian reservation on their land. That's where the server is. So for right now, it came out about two years ago. It was legal for, maybe six, eight weeks, 
then they shut it down. There was, uh, there's a Flagler, it's not a dog track anymore. They don't have dog race anymore, but they just have card games and other things there. So they want a piece of the pie. They've, uh, put up an injunction against it, trying to get, uh, to see if it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, followed and maybe changed. But, uh, for right now, uh, we're feeling, we're feeling good about sports wagering in Florida also. How many times do you think heading into a week? I've, I don't, I've never asked you this, but see, I have, sometimes I have regret. Like I've had a couple plays the last few weeks and I, I've been, I've been winning a little, but I don't, I don't mm. uh, vary my bet a lot. I don't do anything dramatic and go, but like, I loved the Bengals the other night. And I'm like, why wouldn't I like triple or quadruple my bet here on the Bengals? Cause I just love them. And right. I didn't, I just stayed with my regular bet. And then I just watched yep. the game. And I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? I, I, I feel like I knew the Bengals were going to do right. that. So how many weeks do you think, boy, this should be a 40 or 45 unit play, but you just don't quite pull the trigger on it. And then that team wins by 30 points. You go, Lee, what were you thinking? So it, it happens to me sometimes that way and the other way. And um, you maybe you just start thinking too much, you know, about, uh, you know, if you're going to be playing a bigger play and, and then all of a sudden you hear some news or, you know, it's just, maybe it's nervousness, but Joe Burrow just matches up so well with them. He's got their number right now. And we talked about it, you know, there's some weaknesses with this, this Buffalo team on defense and Joe Burrow is certainly exploiting. them. Yeah. I just, I, I, I just felt like I knew that was going to win. And then I want, you know, I got to be happy with what you win. You know, it's like, oh, right, I, I know, but, you're, ah, but I didn't double down way. or do anything like that. So, okay. ParamountSports.com is the website. 117 bucks includes the major play on Saturday and the major play on Sunday and five other games. First time he's ever offered his big plays to non-subscribers on a one-week deal. So jump in on these or you can call 800-400-9741 if you'd like to find out what those are. Let's do it. Let's start with college football in the SEC Tennessee is at Missouri. Missouri has been surprisingly good, and they gave a little bit of a threat to Georgia last week in the second most watched game in America last week. Tennessee is the favorite here over the Tigers. Is that right? Sure. I mean, let me tell you something. They played well. They have nothing to be ashamed about, but they just didn't quite have enough to get over the hump. I mean, (laughs) that Georgia team, when they need to put it on the line, they do. So, you know, sometimes coming up in – I thought that was like a B, B-plus effort. And so getting back up is tough. Remember, they played Tennessee the last two years, and they were thumped 62-24 and 66-24. Sometimes you just don't match up with other teams and also their schemes. The Tennessee 2 by 2 wideout scheme gives this defense trouble. You know, some defenses are built to play certain type of offenses. This Tiger team can play more physical than they have in the past, but for, for their coverage schemes and their blitz schemes just doesn't work real well here. And the balls, they weren't even tested last week. They got to play UConn. They were taking starters out early or mid-third quarter. I like Tennessee. Good game, though, 35-31. Kansas State is back home where the last couple of home games they've been wildly good against Baylor, which may be the worst of the traditional Big 12 schools. Kansas State is a 20.5-point favorite can't find any reason to back Baylor. I mean, (laughs) Baylor is bad. (laughs) I mean, Kansas State won last year 31-3 to on the road. Baylor just does nothing well. I mean, they had three wins this year against Long Island, who a few years ago I didn't even know has a team. Central Florida and Cincinnati, who are both, you know, former American Association, whatever it is, conference members, who now just joined the Big 12. So Kansas State 12-2 and against the spread as a home favorite. Baylor, two six and one this year against the spread, just shows you that the lines makers didn't catch on quick enough to find out Baylor's got a lot of problems. The visitor also eight zero and one against the spread in Baylor games this year. They're not protecting the home turf here. Kansas State might be the best three loss team in the country. Just you know they got so close to Texas. Combination didn't love the play calling once they got inside the red zone and also. When you go up against a team like Texas, they are very athletic, very talented, and the windows to throw all these passes are a little bit shorter, and they just don't have that one guy, that go-to guy, you know, like some of these other teams have that are in the top ten. 
but uh, I like Kansas State big here. I think they win and cover 45-13. All right, the Jayhawks are at home. They got a good road win at Iowa State last week against Texas Tech, and I was a little surprised this line is only three and a half. I mean, my buddies had this at 10 or 10 and a half when we were discussing on Saturday what we thought the line would be before they came out. So uh, you know what I'm I'm playing Kansas for sure, (laughs) and they've played very well. Texas Tech comes calling a much better team than Baylor. Uh, What do you think about KU and Tech? Well, the Kansas defense has quietly been under the radar coming around. They've given up uh, only above 27 points uh, three times this year. They just, they seem like they're starting to get a whole, you know, they're understanding their assignments, so many less missed tackles here. And then on offense, Jason Bean is turning into the dude. He is the guy right now. And only Texas was the only team to slow down this offense here. Uh, Tech minus six in turnover ratio. They are a different team on the road since 2019, two and 14 straight up and six and 10 against the spread in those games. I like Kansas 38, 28. All right, in the NFL, the best matchup of the week, this just sounds really weird to me, the best matchup of the week in these teams have combined won 11 games is the Niners and the Jags. Not really a game we look at and go, wow, there's a marquee game, but that's the best game this week in the NFL. The San Francisco 49ers are a three-point favorite, and they're looking for a turnaround. You know, everyone was talking about Miami this year, but Jacksonville, (laughs) since their early struggles, has been rolling. So this is a team, you know, they – they come back from 27 in the playoffs, beat the Chargers, go up to Casey and give you guys a test here. They have the most takeaways. The NFL, 18 tied with the Saints here. 49ers have committed seven turnovers and three straight losses. And usually they dominate time of possession, like 34, 35 minutes. The other team is standing their offenses on the side and not, not able to do much. But the last three games, they've only had it 28, 25, and 26 minutes. And Three straight losses are also stuck on 17, 17 points scored in all three games. I think they're one of the offenses that they need all the components to be good. So, you know, Brock Purdy is a nice quarterback, but he needs everyone. And that includes Debo Samuel and also uh, a key cog, maybe their best lineman by far, Trent Williams, to be back. And at best, their game time decision here. So I know they ended up getting Chase Young in the trade, reunited with Nick Bosa on the other side, defensive line, but I don't think it's enough. This Jacksonville team is learning how to win. I like them here at home, 26-20. All right, I've been the biggest non-believer of the Ravens for years. I am not a Lamar Jackson fan. I appreciate his talent. I know that he can be great from week to week, but every time I've seen him in a big game, he commits a turnover and loses it for his team. I may be changing my mind. The Ravens look great this year. They look like a completely different beast. Their defense is phenomenal, and they're playing fantastic football. The Ravens are a six-point favorite over the Browns. What say you? Well, the last three games, you can't argue with anything they've done. They've beaten the Lions, the Cards, and the Seahawks by a combined 73 points. They lead the league in sacks with 35. Fewest points at 13.8 and second-fewest yards. But Cleveland's defense is very good and underrated here. Right there with the Ravens, they rank number one in total yards, pass defense, and third in scoring defense. They've got a couple offensive linemen out. Uh, Wills, he's going to be out now, second starter. But uh, that first game, and it was only, I mean, it wasn't like the first week of the year. Week four, Dorian Thompson-Robinson was forced to start. I think that Sean Watson looked pretty good last week, and usually the second week is where things take off for them. So, Enter division after losing 28-3. to I'll take the dog here, getting more than three points on the road. Usually one of those great scenarios where uh, really good uh, situational play. I like Cleveland here, plus the five and a half to six. Baltimore wins 23-20, but uh, Browns cover. All right. The free play of the week is Oklahoma State at Central Florida. The Pokes are currently in the Big 12 championship game. If they can win out, they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite here. A ton of KU and K-State fans would love to see Oklahoma State lose at Central Florida because it could open up a spot for one of them in the Big 12 title game. And this is your free play of the week. If you want to call Lee at 800-400-9741, he'll give you Oklahoma State and UCF. There is something you see here. Yeah, I do. I have a real strong conviction about one side. So um, great game here. Oklahoma State rolling. Out of nowhere, they keep winning. They'll be playing the Big 12 championship game. Central Florida, always tough in the bounce house. So they're 
they're rolling the last uh, four weeks, one, three out of four. So you want to get it for free, 800-400-9741. First five callers get Oklahoma State and Central Florida, 800-400-9741. If you want to jump on that special, that's right, 240 to 50 unit max wagers plus five other plays this weekend. Just one place, $117, ParamountSports.com. Let's go get them, Lee. I always like winning. Let's make it happen. Me too. See ya. All right, take care. There's Lee Sterling, the Sultan of South Beach. ParamountSports.com is the website. You can get his special right there, or you can give him a call and get the play of the week. Oklahoma State and Central Florida. Really good stuff right there from Lee Sterling. Brought to you by our friends at Joslin's Jewelry, 95th and Antioch, online at Joslin'sJewelry.com. The jeweler you'll recommend your friends and family. The Bluemont Hotel in Manhattan. Call Zoe for your group or business meeting at the Bluemont Hotel in Manhattan. 785-473-7091 or online at BluemontHotel.com. Don't forget Goolsby's Indoor Entertainment Center and pour yourself a cold one off the wall there while you're at the Bluemont Hotel in Manhattan. And of course, Window World. Simply the best for less. The official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs. They win customer service awards right and left but it's their products that really stand out. American-made, lifetime warranty, 0% available on windows, siding, and doors. Online at windowskansascity.com or call for a free estimate, 816-799-0820 for Window World, simply the best for less. All right, here's Lee Sterling's recap. He likes Tennessee minus one against Missouri. Maybe a letdown game? I didn't hear him say that really about Missouri. I don't... Missouri doesn't really strike me as a letdown team now. I mean, if they're better than Tennessee and go play a good game, they're going to win this game. They don't strike me as, okay, Missouri's not going to show up on Saturday and have a letdown because they lost to Georgia. I don't think there's any hangover here at all. But Lee likes Tennessee minus one. Kansas State minus 20 and a half over Baylor. Baylor's bad. Kansas State's last two home games, they won 41 to nothing and 41 to three. I don't know why they wouldn't cover this number against a worse opponent in Baylor. Kansas is at home to Texas Tech. I think that for me, this is my play of the week. I am all over the Kansas Jayhawks minus three and a half against Texas Tech. I don't see it with Tech. Kansas seems to be in a great groove, and I like the Jayhawks minus three and a half. In the pros, Lee says take Jacksonville plus the three points at home. They're at home, right? I didn't look. I didn't. I don't. I don't have that in front of me. I'm sorry. He likes Jacksonville plus the three, and he likes Cleveland plus the six against the Baltimore Ravens. There are your selections for this week. If you ever just want to talk to Lee, you can always get the free play from him, Oklahoma State and UCF, by calling 800-400-9741. We always appreciate him coming on and making these selections at Kevin Keatsman as issues. Please, this weekend, when you're out and about and running into people, mention the podcast to them. Show them how to grab their phone and hit the like, follow, or subscribe button. It's absolutely free. And if you would like to sign up, For the patron program, you get a free selection on Thursday nights, every Thursday night from Lee Sterling. We do about three patron podcasts a week, and then the newsletter on the weekends. And Saturday will be no exception. We'll have a great, uh, this weekend will be no exception. I may actually do it on Sunday. We'll see. Uh, But the newsletter will be coming out this weekend, and a lot of our great listeners love that. It's only 5 bucks a month. It's easy to sign up at kkhasissues.com. Just use your computer or your tablet or laptop. It's much easier that way than on your phone. Go to kkhasissues.com. We would love to have you, be honored to have you as a patron of Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. (laughs) 